0: I Just the thought of writing a novel terrified me. He said, a lot of writers that are good at math are really good storytellers because of the whole plotting things out. And that never clicked for me. Um, I hadn't actually planned to write the novel. It was my husband that said that. I said, well, I've I've got this. What am I going to do? And he said, write a novel. And that threw me. I didn't quite know what that meant. But I actually had a nine to five. But I still needed to work. So what I did... Is I got up early. I made sure I was in the office at seven o'clock in the morning. We started at nine, and I only had two hours. That was the two hours I had a day to edit, and I made sure I did that. My biggest challenge is when I'm breaking a story. I really, my dream would be locked in a cabin oh. for four, six weeks, no disturbances. Like I do. I. That's what I need. There and had my book signing in Australia. And a, a friend came up to me and she told me how two years prior, her ex had died by suicide and left her and her three daughters. And what? she said she breaks down whenever her girl, her children say to her, Mummy, why did Daddy do it? Because she didn't have an answer. Now for me, my, I just went, oh my gosh. Because her children were the same age I was when my dad died by suicide. So I was Ooh. 13 when my dad did that and I just went and then tragically years later I've also lost two brothers so I lost another brother when I was 22 by suicide yep I've had three deaths by suicide in my family and then about 10 years ago another brother so there were five kids there's now two uh, there's now three of us three kids left so I just honestly that just really hit me it it really hit quite hard to be of how do you talk about suicide? Like, it's a it's a subject that is so tough to talk. What what do you say? And so the entire flight back from Sydney to Los Angeles, I could not stop thinking about this. And that's where I went, I need to write a book. And it just, it literally came to me on the plane. The title came, Making Friends with Monsters. I'm not 100% sure where the title came from, but I wrote...
1: Hey everyone, welcome, welcome to Create Your Year's Podcast. So welcome back if you are listening again. Uh, this is interview today we have on our show, the guest that you heard in the recent story, which was of Sophie's story. Uh, you are one or two days back, this interview released after that. So today we have with us the best-selling author, the people's, the <laughs> best-choice author. She has won a lot of, uh, a lot of awards and very good amount of reviews from people and she is rocking in the author world. Today we have on board the storyteller that you heard in recent story of Sophie. Welcome, welcome to the show Sandra.
0: Hey AJ, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really Hello. excited to be here.
1: How how are things going on in LA?
0: Things are going well. As we were discussing earlier, we have had endless rain. It's, I don't know, a month of rain it feels like, which is good. Mm-hmm. we it yeah, because it's been a drought here for a very long time but it's just wow. unusual and not exactly prepared with umbrellas and different things like that cause oh. it really, really rains in la really so
1: so is this the rainy really season i guess it's springtime what, what's the season there?
0: um what are we in march so yes yes we just sprung forward with daylight saving so we're moving into spring
1: you, yeah, everyone, I guess this, this is yes. the same thing happening in India, you know, the weather is continuously, changing. we are going through rain, but not the way that you are, you know, umbrella, you're talking about a lot of things. No, of... Oh, so... <laughs> yes,
0: but apparently it's been really good for our local mountains, the, the mountains here in Los Angeles, very mm. rarely are they, trapped. and it was really beautiful the last couple of weeks to actually see snow from Los oh. Angeles, the mountains God. in the background, it was, re- it's really beautiful, really, really beautiful that that's kind of rare so that was nice awesome definitely. awesome
1: that's lovely to hear yeah. but it's not the good thing that's happening raining in this no it's just so <laughs> rainy
0: my poor cat my poor cat oh. she's an indoor outdoor cat and she will go outside and then she'll stop and look at me and i'm yeah. like I'm, it's not my fault it's raining and then she'll all yeah. miserable come back inside so <laughs> go. Ahead, go ahead.
1: Awesome. Uh, so uh, I see the upcoming book there, Making Friends with Monsters. Thank you. Great yes. way to promote the book. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> this is the best that I've seen. I've, you know, I've interviewed a lot of authors from the last couple of years. This is the best thing that's happening. Uh, I love, love your work.
0: Poster. Thank yeah, you. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I love your work. I saw the Cecilia series, uh, the, the all three parts. Then I came to know about what happened with those series, a lot of awards, also about your yeah, work as a screenplay writer as a writer novelist Mm -hmm. screenplay writer and a lot of things that you've been doing we are going to talk on all those topics but first this is the first thing that I came to in mind like how this thing how everything started because you you are now in LA you come from Australia you are a physiotherapist you know running a successful career as a physiotherapist you know that was your daily job that was your front of presenting yourself professionally now starting from there now to becoming a writer and filmmaker screenwriter and then also being successful so this is kind of like people started but they don't end up successful all the time you know they may be good at one thing but they don't end up like the way the level that you reached you won a lot of awards this is not easy Uh, you reached a milestone that everyone could dream of you know this is kind of a dream suddenly changing careers and shifting it. So I just want to know how it all started and how the journey happened.
0: Oh, sure. Definitely. Well, writing wasn't always on the cards for me. I started off as a STEM girl, science, math, physics. I just excelled in that area. Whereas what we call English class, Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. struggled a little bit. My grammar and spelling, atrocious, very atrocious. okay. Okay. So I never... Even though I loved creative writing, I always got high marks on any assignments that were the creative writing because they didn't mark me down on my grammar or my spelling. But I always thought that since I'm not good in this other area, I really didn't think about doing writing as a career, but I always loved it. So, you know, and plus it's it's just
1: a hobby. It's a hobby. Yeah, and
0: the teachers didn't. They saw my strength in the science and (laughs) math. So they just pushed that and and off, off I went. So I mean, in Australia, you do something called a higher school certificate. You get a score, you match that score to different degrees in that are being offered at the universities. Mm-hmm. I looked at my number. I could have gotten into medicine, but oh. that just terrified me. It really terrified me. I did not want to have someone's life in my hands. So I just went <laughs> to list. I went, mean, okay. Okay. physiotherapy, I could, that's, that's literally how it happened. And okay. so I did that degree, mm-hmm. and in our final year, recruiters, came to our university. I graduated from the University of Sydney. Recruiters from America came because at that time, America was desperate. For, mm-hmm. What they call physical therapists over here. They were okay. desperate. And so we were, like, incentivized. You know, they were just hiring. They were just Absolutely. hiring. Absolutely. Hiring, saying, we're going to fly you over. We're going to put you, we're going to give you a car. We're going to mm-hmm. put you. Ooh, with, yeah. Like, we're going to set you up. And I just went, sign me up, you know. So that's what happened, literally straight out of university. <laughs> okay. Off, I came to America, and it was only supposed to be a twelve month stint. Mm-hmm. However, I used my vacation time to come back to Australia. So I'm like, "Well, gosh, I haven't seen much of America yet. So let me go mm-hmm. back." And it was always the plan, just to keep, you know, let me see yeah, yeah, America.
1: Yeah, that—that yeah, that <laughs> is I a go. dream. That's a dream.
0: And then it just stayed. Um, and then I moved to Los Angeles. The writing came from lyrics. The the ability to step into writing. Honestly, mm. I I actually dreamt of being a singer. That was my little the dream, you know, dream dream that you had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how I met my husband. I put a notice up wow. at UCLA that I was a singer songwriter, total liar mm. singer songwriter, <laughs> looking for a guitarist, keyboardist. And my okay. husband, oh, yeah, my husband was studying film school at UCLA. Mm. he you know pulled, pulled my number down from the little notice board, yeah. and. That's, I, I had poetry, I guess, is the most you could call what I had. They weren't mm. really lyrics. I didn't quite know how to formulate lyrics, but I'd written oh. poetry. But he liked my poetry, like he liked the emotion of it, and he sort of oh. taught me how to change that into more lyrics that would fit a song. Mm. So we recorded an album. I actually played. I had a band for about a year, <laughs> played around L.A., but um you know, it wasn't, I liked it a lot, but I'm, I'm not a natural singer. I, I'm really not. But it was the writing that I really liked. And okay. so I from there, I started taking more classes at UCLA. And
1: mm-hmm. it was
0: one instructor who said something that really changed everything for me. He said, a lot of writers that are good at math are really good storytellers because of the whole plotting things out. And oh. that never clicked for me. I always thought writing required English, grammar, you know, that aspect. And the fact that he opened up that door and said there's a correlation between it, it's Mm. almost like it gave me the permission to start writing. And the reason I went into screenplays is because I just, the thought of writing a novel terrified me because I knew that if I, if there was a house I might mm-hmm. need to describe the house. Whereas a screenplay, guess what? Exterior house day. Okay. That's what you have to okay. write. And then the okay. set designer comes in and the set designer chooses. That's that, what that's the that's house the, look
1: like? Okay. Yes.
0: And so that was really screenplays purely okay, because yeah. there was a fear of having to write a lot of prose. Okay. And then from there, my husband decided that he wanted to do a ballet, Mm -hmm. And I said, because ballets actually have a story. The the writer's called a librettist. And that's how a ballet is written. Even though there's no words or anything like that in the ballet, there Mm -hmm. is a story that the composer then uses to give the ebb and flow of the emotion in the music. So I wrote the ballet story. Kurt got busy with other film projects. And I was literally left with, I think, 90 pages of this ballet story that okay. became Cecilia because when when oh. he that was the thing when when okay. he every, <laughs> my ballet story was only supposed to be like nine pages that's how long a ballet story is but every right. time I wrote stuff and handed it to him he kept saying that's mm-hmm. amazing keep writing and that's how I ended up with 90 pages
1: oh, hold on hold on hold on this so. this is coming this is coming in a very good way I'm going to ask it afterwards oh, hold on okay. that thought okay uh I came to okay this is an interesting story so uh okay gari gari how you started that the story you yep. came to LA as a physiotherapist and then things happened clicked on yeah it started okay, as a lyricist, you know? yeah mm-hmm. it, it clicked it was very natural not yeah. and okay so what you thought of becoming a singer that was the thought that you wanted to be this happened very naturally so mm-hmm. this kind of thing like your dream was to be a singer that didn't happen but this, <laughs> this was like okay let's try it on okay first lyricist then screenplay which is very simple not my job it's the set designer who's going to do this.
0: <laughs> Everyone else and is going to fill out the color.
1: <laughs> guy, guy, guy! Interesting story. So yeah. I'm going to come on that thought, but hold on, we need, we don't need one thing in it, one single question. Sure. So Now I'm going to jump on. Uh, you wrote and directed a short animation film, which is by the name "Adventure of Gilbert the Goofball, yes. which was runner-up for best animation at the Action on Film Festival. Can you share with us some of the challenges you faced in writing and directing the Adventure of Gilbert?
0: Yeah, what a crazy little film that was! That was done for a a film festival where they give a keyword, and can you guess what the keyword was? It was it was oh. bagel. That was the key word, bagel. So whatever you oh. did needed to involve a bagel. And bagel. Honestly, at the time, oh. my husband was um, had a golf net in our backyard. And I looked at the mm-hmm. bagel and I looked at all the golf balls sitting in the backyard and I put two and two together and I thought a golf ball would love to sit inside a bagel. And I just wrote this silly little story, <laughs> honestly. But the, oh gosh, the challenges. There were I, like this animation, things.
1: you know, uh, it's, it's, your it's, job is just writing, it's directing, writing and it's animations. So how hard?
0: It's, it's yeah. Well, it's puppet. It was puppet animation that I did. And okay, yes, ah, oh, there were the challenges on, oh, gosh, honestly, we just watched the <laughs> making of. Okay. And I just don't know how we got through it because we really didn't know what we were doing. I mean, even the opening okay. where I've got graphics that move, and I'm like, my husband said to me, he goes, how did you do that? And I said, oh, I did it in After After Effects, but don't ask me how. You know, like it's one oh. of those things when you're driven, you just figure it oh. out. I just figured yeah. out how to do this graphic, right? you know, written graphics. I just don't know how I did it, honestly. But God. there were there were a lot of It just of happened. It just happened. Because we, we had to do an indoors. And at the time, we just had a very small, we were in our house, but the living room was very small. And the table that we had to put it on was massive. So there was not a lot of room to, to move around and do things. Um, the plant that we used in it was a real kumquat. We had a kumquat tree outside, and it was a real kumquat. Mm-hmm. And so little things like that, Go we ahead. needed to make sure the branch didn't die. Like the leaves needed to stay consistent. I think it took us maybe three three days to shoot. I honestly can't remember. But just realising how exhausting shooting is, I think that made me realise, that was another thing, made me realise I don't think I want to be on set. (laughs) Just there was so many moving parts. Again, it came back to I really liked the writing portion of it. And everything else was more I just wanted to know for myself what it was like to be in that role. And I realized mm. it wasn't a love, directing wasn't a love, producing, mm. you know, w- wasn't a love. I can do it, but what I and it really just yeah. helped home. This is what I like. You can just go on with it with the writing, yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
1: you can just go on for a very long time, just no one can stop you there, even exactly. You, yes, a, yeah. yes, that's the thing with the it. guy. It, it. Now, I'm going to jump on multi award winner. This is CDS series that we were talking about. But now tell me how it happened and also what was the rewarding experience that you got from uh, working on, on the Cecilia series, which is also readers' favorite on multi-awards, but what was your one or two or three rewarding experience while working on this series?
0: Sure. So getting back to then the fact that, yes, I'd written the ballet story, which was 90 pages um, mm-hmm. I hadn't actually planned to write the novel. It was my husband that said that. I said, well, I've, I've got this. What am I going to do? And he said, write a novel. And that threw me. I didn't quite know what that meant. But, but I, I did it. I, I thought about it. I went, well, I've got a lot of work here. And so I, I wrote the novel and mm-hmm. I had to write it. They, there's a term called a page one rewrite. A page okay. one rewrite literally means you go back to page one and you rewrite. I had to do three. I did three page one rewrites. <laughs> On it. Oh. Because I didn't know what I was doing back then. I didn't yeah, really yeah. fully understand point of view. Point of view mm-hmm. is huge. You need to understand whose character, what point of view character you're in oh, and do you stay yeah. in it or are you going to change point of view every chapter? But I was chopping mm-hmm. and changing. Um, so you're just made, going with the flow? Yeah, I was just going with the flow. I didn't, just, I didn't know... The things just
1: happening, writing. you were just writing. That's, that's I was all. writing.
0: And it, I had what's called um, jumping heads. And you don't okay. realise very difficult for the reader. If the point of view changes, it's jumping and the reader gets very disoriented because they're they're just comfortable being in this point of view. Then all Mm. of a sudden they're like, oh, hang on, whose head am I now in? Whose whose eyes am I seeing this action coming through? So, yes, that was a learning for me. And Mm. I learned that. I made sure that I hired a professional editor and a proofreader. Mm. And that was working with these professionals. It was my mini, what is it called, that the – to see a cre- creative writing degree that I didn't do mm-hmm. it. I didn't do a writing degree, but I got my right. writing degree by doing it. You know, yeah. And that's the fa- fastest right way to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I just learned by doing and getting the notes from my editor and then, oh, and then just working the notes, just rewriting yeah. and rewriting and rewriting. And so that was quite shocking. I'm not going to lie. It, for my first novel, where literally I did not know what I was doing, that I hadn't planned to write a novel to win mm. these awards was really quite terrific. And I think what was, while you didn't ask me this question, you wanted to know what was the best part. I do want to tell you what the the sad part was. COVID then came on. COVID started and there was this one award that I was up for and we were so excited to go up to Washington. And I was so Mm -hmm. excited because that was the one part we loved doing. We finally got to see America going off to these little places that that were hosting these awards. And they had, Mm. I think it was April, and then we went into lockdown. And so they pushed it and they said, hopefully we could do it in September. But, yeah, it, never, <laughs> it ultimately just happened on the internet. Oh. And that really, I was um, really bummed about that. I was really bummed that then yeah. all that, that little award thing all stopped because COVID yeah. shut everything down. What was the One of the brilliant things, there were many, many fun things, like winning the awards was just shocking mm-hmm. and fun. But one thing mm. that really, we're all authors, like it's your fans, right? You, you, your fans are what you do yeah. for and yep. I, one of my friends sent me a note that I think either her little cousin or someone she knew, this 12-year-old girl who had written uh, read Cecilia, she wanted to become a judge in a writing competition. And in order to become a judge, she needed to write a little essay to say why and w- what's inspired her to become a judge. And she said she read Cecilia. She read my book, wow, <laughs> Cecilia, The Last that of the awesome. And that, that's what inspired her to, you know, want to know more about story and to become a judge for this competition. That really blew me away. It's things like that. It's these little things that make it all worth it. Go, oh, my
1: God. oh God. That's so cool. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's, awesome. Yeah. that's a dream kind of thing.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Got it, got it, So uh, now, how did it feel to win multiple awards for Cecilia, the last liar Tire? Quality. You did the Author Academy Quality. Award.
0: Just hold yes. on.
1: I'm just taking the thing, including the Author Academy Award and the Dante Rossiti Award. How does it feel?
0: It, look, it feels good. It, it really does. I don't, because it, it gives you validation. We're all, I mean, creators, mm, yeah. we're all so insecure. It's always not it's like, oh, do people like this? To actually win the awards, yeah, it's, it's fun, especially when there is an award ceremony and the Author Academy Awards there was. And so it really literally was one of these moments where you're sitting there and you're at a table and everyone's dressed up and they read out all the nominees and then you hear your name. And wow. you, you do have this moment of, did they just say my name? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Um, so, yes, it's it's fun. It's, yeah.
1: guy it's guy exciting. That, that 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 is like one thing that you talked about is the validation, uh, yes. which is very important for creative people. And that's where they actually do things, stuff that one day they get uh, recognized for their work. You got a lot of awards and that's a very fulfilling moment that only motivates you. You know, when you're down uh, in some time, some way that these things will motivate you for a very long period. Like, OK, you want this, this, so you can do it. Because writers go through a lot of stuff because they think a lot. They all think a lot. And that's where this kind of thing, and you are also a physiotherapist, so you're very good to deal with that. But a lo- legally,
0: we're not allowed to actually call me that anymore. Oh, <laughs> I'm not licensed anymore. I gave all that up. So, a former, okay. we can call me a, form, a physical therapist. Yes.
1: Okay, so you lose the license. Is I chose not to keep
0: it going, yeah. Okay, In order to okay, keep it going, nice. you just got to pay a fee. And then there were oh. some continuing education that you needed to do. But mm. honestly, when I made the decision, I. Didn't want this. I didn't want the safety net. I didn't. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. And mm. I've noticed like, that there, there's something about if you have a safety net, sometimes you don't push yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you sort of got this fallback. And I just didn't want to have. I did not want to have that safety net to go back to. So yeah. that's you jumped I, all I, in. you jumped, I jumped all in. in. Yes, all in. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like
1: from the cliff, no matter what happens, I'm going to jump. That is the attitude that you got.
0: Die. yeah
1: so now uh, uh i came up with this award thing is because now i came to know about your story at this moment you told like you went all in so i'm just going to talk about the routine as a writer you know uh yes. how uh, like what's your writing routine and how has it changed as a beginner to now a award-winning best-selling author so can you see the difference this
0: year? oh absolutely the, the biggest part is i will do plotting now Cecilia, I mean, okay. well, Cecilia was plotted. I'm not going to lie, it was plotted mm. in that I was given five acts, <laughs> like mm. five okay. lines. You know, that was sort of about it. Um, well, no, I guess what I should say is, Cecilia helped me understand when I wrote screenplays. When I wrote mm. screenplays, I didn't plot. It was mm. writing novels that made me realize how important plotting and outlining were because yeah. Cecilia yeah. was plotted. But what I've learned now, the biggest thing I've learned is not to start writing until I've mm. really figured out the point of view character or, or how oh. I'm going to tell the point of view. I've got a big magical series that I've plotted out. I know on my backstory, mm-hmm. I know on my history, mm-hmm. it's the mm-hmm. one I'm going to write called The Isles of Terimdra, But I've been struggling about figuring out how I'm going to tell the story regarding point of view. And I think older me, I mean younger me, less experienced be would have probably just jumped in and said, oh, I've jumped just got in, to start yeah. writing story. the story. But I'm not going to do wineness. that to myself. I'm, I'm not going to do that to myself. And and I'm giving myself the freedom to let it stew for a little while mm. instead of mm. stressing out, yeah. Um, yeah, to figure out the point of view. So at the moment I'm on a bit of a hiatus from writing because I'm in marketing mode at the moment and it's really yeah. it takes up so much time with making friends with monsters. But when I am writing, I have a very strict routine. And my routine, Mm -hmm. I learned from Stephen King by reading his book on writing. And I really loved his philosophy. His philosophy said, give yourself a goal of how many words you want to write a day. And if it's 500, 1,000, I give myself anywhere from 1,500 to 2,000, depending on, usually when when I'm starting off, I'm a little bit less. I might start off at 1,000. But when I'm Mm -hmm. going, I tend to be able to say, okay, I'm going to write 2,000 words a day. And if I get that done in four hours, guess what? The rest of the day is mine, and I don't feel yeah. guilty for it. But if I'm yeah. up at seven in the morning to seven at night, ten at night to get those, <laughs> that's the that's the trade off. And yeah. I, but that's what I prefer to do got than
1: awesome.
0: saying I'm going to write for eight hours a day because I don't think that's a tangible goal. Yeah,
1: got it, got it. For me, just getting things me. covered. Just getting things covered. That's the main goal. Yes, not the time. Just
0: having having the number. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get number. Do.
1: So you got it the number thing from the author Stephen King, from his writing Mm -hmm. book. Uh, Was this the thing at the starting phase or you got it developed after Cecilia? How, when the whole thing, number thing happened?
0: That happened when I decided to write Cecilia. Before I wrote Cecilia, I probably read about five different books about how to write a novel. And everyone kept saying, read Stephen King's On Writing. That came up all Mm. the time. And the other Mm. thing that that book gave me was another permission that made me feel comfortable writing because what Stephen King says is understand your toolbox and whatever yeah. your toolbox is that's what you write to and believe it or not that, that gave me a lot of freedom because mm. I'm not a neurosurgeon meaning I'm not a literary expert I'm not yeah. I know that I'm not going to be right writing literary prose yeah right and I'm like oh I'm gonna write to the level and young adult is a really comfortable genre for me um mm. I like that genre And so I really liked that philosophy of just know your toolbox. You don't have to be brilliant at grammar. You really don't. That's what your proofreaders are for. That's what your editors are for. You hire people to fix all that. And so I just write to the level of my toolbox, understanding that I won't ever be a Pulitzer Prize winner or anything like that. And that's fine. (laughs) But you know, that's totally fine.
1: (laughs) Know your toolbox. That's one thing I love. Yes. Right yes. at this moment, know your toolbox. That is very important. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, uh, one thing I came up with—the same thing that, that you came up with—routine now, which is like twenty thousand words in four hours. And when you get it done, mm-hmm. rest of the rest of the day is yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also feel the same way uh, with the years of working in this whole thing. But uh, one thing here's my opinion, and I also want to know your opinion. I think like we have to go through that all wildness in the initial phase. Like you wrote five books before you wrote Cecilia, which means you came up to the routine after you went through the a uh, different kind of routine in initial phase. You, uh, I, What I think is you have to go through those routines and then thinking that, OK, this is not good now for me at this moment, I have to change. But initially, we need those routines. You have to go through things, just take the step. And then at a place, at a point of our career in the working phase. We have to come up with more uh, learnings from what happened in the last few years or few work projects and then come up with more stronger, more, uh, which is like a work ethic and work schedule that will only give us more productivity. That is my thing. Like you have to go through, you can't just come up with four hours, 20,000 words on your first project. Oh no, 2,000 words.
0: (laughs) 2,000, <laughs> okay, 2000 okay, I mean, i mean, I'm, just, I'm, I'm
1: just like, uh, I'm just putting a number. Oh, yes. That is my point of like today, what I have the work schedule and things I have, like there was no possibility that uh, this happened two years back, but I just made sure that it happened and it happened two years afterwards. So I just want to know what is your thought? Like should uh, a new writer should go with this point of view? Like, okay, you have to do 2000 or they just go, go with it and then figure their stuff out.
0: What's um, your thought? Look, because the other thing is there are a lot of people that have constraints where they literally only have two hours a day and that even happened to me. While I was writing Cecilia, actually I'd finished writing, I was in the editing phase, I got a gig working on a um, documentary series. And Mm -hmm. so I I actually had a nine to five but I still needed to work. So what I did is I got up early, I made sure I was in the office at seven o'clock in the morning. We started at nine and I only had two hours. That was the two hours I had a day to edit and I made sure I did that. So some, and editing is different. Editing is different to writing. So you can't really give yourself a goal of how many words. However, if I was still having to write, I would have just said, that's the only time slot I've got. So for people that are limited because they have a full-time gig, Mm -hmm. then the goal of writing words might not be a good goal for them. It literally might just be two hours. I'm going yeah. to focus for two hours. But I still yeah. would say, try and give yourself a reasonable goal of 100 words, 200 or 300 yeah. words for that that's two hours, because you can procrastinate. And, you you know, and you that's the thing. That's why I like the solid goals of getting words down because there's got many it. ways we can procrastinate as writers. <laughs> many, <Yeah>. many ways. <laughs> and that's not good. They're, they're bad got habits. The procrastination ones.
1: Thank you. Thank you for sharing your point of view. Like, I, this is the one thing that I just like... You know, if people don't have it, they'll just complain like, okay, I can't do 3,000, 2,000 words and this is not real for me at this moment. But yeah, you can come up with this with time. You have just go all in, in initial days, phase, years, and then you'll definitely come up with uh, that whole routine and that will be excellent routine. Thank you for sharing your routine, author. Now, as someone who has written both screenplays and novels, can you tell us about the differences in the writing process of these two mediums?
0: Biggest thing with screenplays is they're dialogue heavy for the most part. There's a lot of dialogue. Um, whereas novels, you're definitely writing a lot more prose. So it's you've got to be very careful if you're in a novel frame of mind, hmm. not to be too wordy when you're writing a screenplay. And novelists, you can always tell. I For my day gig, I've got a part-time job working at a film production company and I read a lot of scripts. And you can okay. always tell a script that's been written by a novelist. Because they're so heavy in the prose, Whoops. they're heavy in the area, mm-hmm. and it makes it a very dense read, very mm-hmm. dense read. And it's like, no. So <laughs> it's the balancing off of you don't balancing. need a lot of description in a novel. It's mm-hmm. got to be clear and to the point description. Whereas, sorry, in a screenplay, whereas in a novel, sure, you've got more breathing room to go, describe go. things. When I wrote Cecilia, I wrote it in third person past past tense mm. I remember I was writing a screenplay at the same time as I was writing Cecilia the novel and mm. my brain was having a really tough time every time I went to the screenplay I had to remember to be in present back. tense it's not easy when your brain's yeah. in one tense it wants to just mm. stay in that tense and that that that's a challenge it's definitely. like coming
1: back it's coming back for novel novelers novel writers okay mm. so what I get from your uh, whole thing is screenplay people keep things simple it's not that too oh, much oh, help. Oh, yes. yeah. They just, just try, okay, get in like four-year, four-year-old or eight year, eight-year-old would understand. They just keep things simple, understandable. Okay, got it, got it, got it. So then next people would move on. Whereas when novel people, when people know this write screenplay, they come up with their own research, their whole experience with the words and the vocabulary they have, and then they start putting words which would be very fitting, which is necessary, but you said, like, we need a balance. We need a balance between both of us. It should not be that too easy and not not that too tense. It should be in the between where it will fit and make it uh, the best.
0: One thing I definitely want to preface is both mediums need research and plotting, as far as Mm. I'm concerned. Just because Mm -hmm. the screenplay is only 90, usually anywhere from 90 to 120 pages, and a book's more like 300 pages or more, they both need the same amount of research people think Mm. that you can just start writing a screenplay and you can always tell when a screenplay is not well thought out so there's still a lot of um, heavy lifting that needs to happen at the beginning for both mediums
1: for both everything both are at at serious ends when, when it comes to research and all and then you can figure it out how things will roll uh now here's here's one thing like uh, how many years you've been writing things like I guess uh, 10 I, how many yes ten years. No, a little
0: bit a little bit more than that I think with screenplays okay. um, around 2006 2006 oh. was when yeah around there was when I probably six first it's started like I mean uh, yeah. it, it's all yeah. 16 15 years plus 15 yeah years yeah, plus, yeah, yeah days, dabbling right? with the screenplays and everything absolutely yes
1: Yeah. So uh, in all this 15 plus of experience, what are the challenges that you faced as a writer, author, screenplay writer, uh, and how what you do? What is your like, okay, uh, there's there's this process of overcoming things. So what's your process of overcoming uh, these challenges?
0: My biggest challenge is when I'm breaking a story, I really, my dream would be locked in a cabin for six weeks, no disturbances. Mm -hmm. Like I do, I that's what I mean. And I had that dream for a little bit during COVID. I had Mm -hmm. to go back to Australia and we had forced quarantine in Sydney. So I was in a hotel for Mm -hmm. two weeks. I didn't have to cook. I didn't have to clean. Breakfast, lunch and dinner was delivered and it was amazing. And that is literally how I kicked out during COVID. I kicked out book two and book three of Cecilia, of the Cecilia series. And it really helped being locked in a hotel (laughs) For two weeks australia
1: was very strict australia oh, was very strict with COVID.
0: it was, I mean, like, it was really awful yeah. yeah really awful but yeah honestly yeah that most writers will tell you they just mm. want time to write and I, I, I that's that would be my dream is just let me break the story once the story's broken mm. and Mm-hmm-hmm. meaning broken meaning i've sort of got the first draft really rough draft yeah. out then it's yeah. fine but i just want to yeah. stay in the world and i want to be immersed in the world and just
1: get it done. Okay. So uh, you do it challenge. now also? Or has it changed? Like do you do do you do it now? Do I lock the myself in a, do,
0: do yeah. I lock myself in a cabin? No. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I keep telling my husband I want to. Okay. <laughs> no. No. Okay. I've, I've still okay. got my okay. part-time job and everything like that. And um, yeah. I mean yeah. I mean when
1: when you come up with any any specific idea like the magical series that you talked about uh, uh-huh. a couple of minutes ago, uh, did you do the same thing or what do you do?
0: No, but I would certainly love to. Um <laughs> I know that that's one of my challenges for actually getting going with the writing. Well, yeah. because I, also I've got making friends with monsters that I'm marketing at the moment. It's just taking up mm. a lot of time. A lot of time. But I'm hoping in about a month when the marketing settles down, that I can get into writing. And yes, would I love to lock myself away in a cabin for a month? I would love to, but I, it won't Ask happen. For... I, okay. I will go back to I will go back to my strict routine of mm-hmm. giving myself a goal of saying i'm gonna write a thousand words a day and right. build up to hopefully two thousand words a day to get that done
1: awesome awesome love to hear that i love this fashion so i also get motivated you know uh, people like <laughs> you motivate me every single day and then i can go on my craft and make it more better so this is motivation for me <laughs> inside the room <laughs> Okay. So now, now we focus on the book that you're coming up with. Um, yes. I guess this interview goes out when the book is released, uh, for sure. I guess it's eighth April. When when is the release?
0: The book itself releases on the fourth of April. That's oh, when answer. it's available. It's it's available okay. for, for pre-purchase now, but the the actual buy and they'll get shipped on the fourth. The yeah. release party that I'm having in Los Angeles is on the fifteenth. The right, actual right. launch event. At, launch at event. Launch I saw it
1: on your website. Yeah, it's on fifteenth. So that's want why
0: signatures and things like that. Got it.
1: Oh, just share me some photos and pictures. I'd be happy to share it on my social media. Oh, wonderful. Uh, Okay, we'll do it. So now we are talking about the book which is going to release and it is already released when the interview is out, which is you're seeing on the backside making friends with monsters. So uh, please, please tell us like, yeah. There you go. And it is going to release on 4th of April. If you're watching it, I'm sure you're watching it after 4th of April. So it is released. Go so check it now on Amazon. And on her website, everything is mentioned in the descriptions. And you can check out and go and grab the copy. So we are now going to talk on your newly released Making Friends with Monster. Please tell us about the book.
0: That is definitely a step away from my fantasy series. Yeah, it, it there's a saying totally in the writing world where writers find a story. But this is a case of the story finding me. I didn't look for this story. It came to me. So I was back in Australia. Cecilia had released. Cecilia Mm -hmm. released in in America well, worldwide. September 2017, and I think Mm -hmm. it was around November, I went back to Australia and had my book signing in Australia. And a, a friend came up to me and she told me how two years prior, her ex had died by suicide and left her and her three daughters and yeah. she said the toughest thing, she said she could handle all of it. I mean it was horrible, yeah. absolutely horrible. But she said hard. she breaks down whenever her girl you know, her children say to her, Mummy, why did daddy do it? Because she didn't have an answer. Now for me, my I, I just went, Oh my gosh. Because her children were the same age I was when my dad died by suicide. So I was Ooh. thirteen when my dad did that. And I just went and then tragically years later I've also lost two brothers. So I lost another brother but when I was 22 by suicide. by suicide. Yep, I've had three deaths by suicide in my family. And then about 10 years ago another brother. So there were five kids there's now two uh, there's now three of us. Three kids left. So I just honestly that just really hit me. It it really hit quite hard because this I understood this story yeah, I, I understood that thing of how do you talk about suicide? Like it's a it's a subject that is so tough to talk. What what do you say? And so the entire flight back from Sydney to Los Angeles, I could not stop thinking about this, and that's this is, where yeah. I went. I need to write a book, and it just it literally came to me on the plane. The title came: "Making Friends with Monsters." I'm yeah. not one hundred percent sure where the title came from, but I wrote that book. And actually, the order of the, how the books were written: Cecilia, Book One. The Last Squirrel of T was written first. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Making Friends with Monsters was actually written next. And okay. then I put it on the back burner because I needed to get out book two and book three of Cecilia. So then I wrote so those. Yeah, wrote those, published those, and then went back to Making Friends with Monsters and got it going. Because I, I just knew I needed to get the trilogy done. I needed it, <laughs> I needed it done and finished yeah. before I could focus on this book. And, Good. yes, so it's a, a step away from the fan- fantasy um, there's a little bit of, of deep imagination because our young mm. um, character Sam, yeah. he doesn't see monsters that people do ask me. They're like, is he visually seeing monsters in people? No, he doesn't mm. visually see monsters. It's just his imagination. It's his interpretation mm-hmm. of when he looks at his older brother who has become distant and moody and he used to be Sam's best friend. And now Ben is just, you know, angry and not talking to anyone he sees a monster in his older brother. That's how he describes it. And okay. he his plan is to figure out everything he can about mm. this monster because he wants to help his older brother. But for Sam, he, will ne- he doesn't fully understand these monsters until he gets one of his own. He has a really yeah. tragic accident that leaves him disabled and that brings out his own monster. And that's how the reader really starts to go through this journey with Sam because... The, they see how this innocent kid who was, you know, just yeah. a great kid, a good kid, starts to spiral down, and become moody, angry, mm-hmm. distant to his little sister, distant to his parents, pushing people away, causing problems at school, getting into oh. fights. Yeah. And so that's sort of what this story is all about. Um, and honestly, I've had a lot of people, I'm getting a lot of great reviews from it. I saw it. I saw it.
1: People- it's a fight from a lot of people.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. It's been really good. Um, and I did have some people ask you know what books did you read or what research did you do for it this? is, and it I is said, like me god be shocked like I, I, am, I am experiences like, yeah yeah i
1: i literally we are talking and I'm thinking like how you dealt with uh your father's suicide and how your brothers I was completely thinking, I was in that zone I have a personal question here and I think it might help someone who will watch it uh, uh can like uh, how you dealt with when your father's suicide happened, and yeah, uh, like a little girl I know I don't know what oh, how old were you, but uh, I was how did you tell me, like 14,
0: it's 13, 13,
1: I was so 13 so how, yeah, how a teenager, uh, like you uh, dealt with these yeah. things. It's like, what, oh, and how you, woke it's, them, like, is, I
0: know how. Um, I, I was the baby of the family, so there were five kids, so okay, you were the, 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 you're the little one look at everyone else of how they're reacting you know it's you sort of take your cues from from your older brothers and sisters and honestly silence silence was pretty much how we dealt with it it's kind of weird um looking back now but we really didn't talk about our emotions so what i what i learned was i misplaced my emotions i was Mm -hmm. a very angry teenager Mm -hmm. um and I didn't know it at the time, but when you're an adult looking back, you start to see, oh, it was related because of that. I had all these yeah. other emotions that I did not want to deal with. I did not okay. want to deal with sadness. I didn't want to deal with grieving. It was so much easier to just you're, be angry yeah. and to just be angry at the world. And, but I know now it was because I had unresolved emotional issues that as a kid I didn't know how to deal with. And that's what I want my book, you know i'm yeah. putting sam through all that sam's sort of going through this whole thing and if it's, and because it's, it's from a like point of, yeah it's from this innocent 12 year old's point of view i'm wanting it to be more relatable and not this heavy this heavy down mm. kind of story it's it's not it yes i talk about tough topics There's, how can you not when you're talking about suicide there are tough topics and family dysfunction yes. there is tough topics but you got this kid who's got a little bit of wit that still looks at the world in a very sort of unique interesting way and that sort of helps soften the blow of the of the themes um got it. And Sam realizes that he's also in denial about all his emotions he's mm. in denial and um yeah
1: got it, got it. okay <laughs> Okay. okay no, no, no. No. so uh here's, here's the one last thing about the book uh what message do you hope readers will take away from Sam's journey in making friends with monsters like any, oh, any one message? Big, that you yeah, brought. the
0: big thing is, honestly, everyone, it's okay to have emotions. I think that's the thing. We're always told boys are cold, told boys don't cry. You know, men are told mm-hmm. suck it up, you know, that whole thing. Or women are told yeah. hysterical. You, we're given all these labels. And the learning is it's okay to have emotions. And don't be annoyed at yourself because you're anxious. Or don't be annoyed at yourself because you're a bit shy. Don't feel mm-hmm. like you have to be something that you're not. Be aware of the emotions that you've got, but don't let them define you. The problem becomes like it's okay to be angry. It's there's nothing wrong to respond to something in an angry emotion, but you need to be aware of it because when that emotion takes over and takes hold, that's when it yeah. becomes problematic.
1: And that's injurious.
0: Yeah. So that that's kind of my big, big take home. Because if you can understand your own emotions, guess what? You can understand other people a lot easier. And other mm. people and their emotions don't stress you out as much because you're able to just go, oh, you know, you know what I mean? You don't internalize it as, as much. You're able to understand yeah. that person better and give them the space that they need to go through their emotion. Mm. So yeah that's that's my big take thank though. you thank
1: you thank you so much for sharing uh this is really a personal uh thing that happened to you and not with just a father two brothers also, also that. so that's a very deep pain and yes. you are coming up like you're coming up like a hero to save the world with this message uh <laughs> like uh you know you can, if if anyone can stop it that this book has done its job you know any single person can change yes. their point of view and change their yes. whole thing that's yeah.
0: what i say yeah. there's like one life that gets saved you know what i mean it's, sure. just by reading the book yeah the yeah. book has done its job yes
1: it's all young adult thing uh, in your opinion why is it important to talk about and address mental health issue especially for young adults
0: oh gosh i mean the young adults they i remember as a teenager you know young adults have big emotions There's, there's hormones, there's, you know, peer pressure and now there's social media and, and the emotions Mm. are big. Attention thing. Yeah. So it's, it's so, I would have loved to have been able to understand my emotions a lot more as a kid or as a a teenager, but no one really talked to me about that. You know, I I didn't know anything about it. So I just feel it's really important. The younger you can start to understand your emotions. Mm. Then hopefully the hope is that less likely you're going to internalize a lot of stuff because once you start internalizing things that's when stress starts to happen that's when yeah. you, you really start to get down on yourself but um, if you're able to just go okay I, I'm angry at the moment, I'm going to live with that anger and then I'm going to acknowledge that I was angry it just mm-hmm. i don't know for me at least it just takes a lot of pressure off my off myself that yeah. um yeah, I'm not necessarily answering that question, but I just—it's it, definitely. No, I get it. I get oh, it. I get it. Your book question. is answering that
1: question for sure. Your book is the, answering that
0: question. The latest data that's come out—I think it's with the CDC—suicide mm-hmm. is the number two reason for deaths between the ages of ten and. It's either ten and fourteen or ten and nineteen. It's devastating that it goes oh, that gosh. low at the age of ten. Ten-year-olds sixth are dying by suicide. Sixth grade, I guess, sixth just, or fifth grade. That's just crazy. Yeah, That's it's really, really sad. Stuff like that just breaks my heart that yeah. that kids are having that much stress. You shouldn't be having stress as a kid, you know what I mean? You should just be <laughs> having fun. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah,
1: it's, it's too much attention arbitrage happening for kids. That yeah. might put them insecure and that insecurity leads to a lot of internal thoughts which yeah. may lead to uh, their own character judgment and then they feel lowered. That's where I guess things happen for them.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now we went through a lot of serious session here from last 15 it was This it was too serious. I was not, I didn't know that uh, this was very personal for you. You know, your brothers and father, whole thing. Uh, I had no idea, especially. Uh, so now we just keep the moonlight here for the next few minutes. Uh, we are coming on to the end of this interview. Uh a lot of new writers are looking up to you you know you are going to have a launch event uh, a lot of writers aspiring writers people who are just looking to write uh, things down looking for someone's advice who has done it better like you at the highest stage won the best awards the desirable awards that anyone could anyone would want to so at this particular stage uh, you like 15 20 years of experience uh, regularly writing a lot of books novels screenplay you have like your whole day is scheduled in the field of writing you know, you're writing movies, reading scripts, everything is happening related to writing. So what advice you would like to give, uh, like people are looking for from an award-winning author, an author who has won a lot of awards, and they're like, now, you know, people always look for a quick hack. That's yeah. the thing. Okay, can I get it? Okay, well, she's saying, okay, tell me that. But also, I just want to know, hey, what's your hack uh, when it comes to advice to aspiring writers? What should they do? What's your advice?
0: Sure. First thing is just don't let fear stop you. Be brave. Be brave. And then the next thing that stops writers is the fear of the blank page. They'll look at the blank page and I think every writer thinks that I've got to start my story with the perfect sentence. No, you don't. No, you don't. Writing is rewriting. Just be brave and write the first thing that comes into your mind just write it. Just write it because your first words might not be your first chapter. Who cares? You know, And, and I think that's if, if young writers can just get over the fact that what they're first putting down on paper is not going to be the final draft at all. You just got to put something down on paper. Um, just write. That's just write. it. I know. There, there is no other hack. There is no other special yeah. magic wand. Um, and Just yeah, just be brave and just write. I know it's that's it. It's that's it. There's
1: not a lot of words of wisdom otherwise. So all the aspiring writers, these things that she said has been uh, said by uh, authors from hundred years ago. You know, (laughs) these are the same things (laughs) every every author is saying every single time, every single day. Go check out Instagram, Pinterest, or Facebook or any Google uh, quote. These are the same thing that she's saying. It's just you have to go. Just one thing, don't uh, be afraid of what is going to happen. Just go yes. and write it down, and then things will happen automatically. But you have to mm-hmm. uh, just go with it. So these are the same things. It's not so if 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 she has won a award uh, and she has got to a place from a physiotherapist to an award-winning author. Now she is at the topmost level where she's working on screenplay, movies, animation, all things. And if she can say the same thing, that it's just normal, it's just basic, then you got the hack. That is the hack. <laughs> that this is the simple hack. hack. Yes. <laughs> this is the yeah. hack. This is the hack you're looking for. It's simple for from people from 1,000 years, or 100 years before to now, mm-hmm. 2023 is the same. Just go with it. So that's, you got your hack. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, so uh, lastly, uh, just tell us where people can connect with you on social media, Instagram, Facebook, website, anything please we
0: Yes, everything, I keep it simple. Everything is all S for Sandra, L for my middle initial, Louise, Rosterola. So it's all SL Rosterola. Website, www.SL Rosterola. And my handle for Insta, TikTok, Facebook. What else is there? Twitter, yeah. LinkedIn, it's all mm-hmm. at SL Rosterola. So SL Rosterola. I i kept it
1: simple got it. Yes. very 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 simple easy to find out also uh if, if she has said it now you will also get the links in the description in the show notes of this particular episode so don't worry it's not going anywhere you can go check out the description check about about the guest info and you'll find our facebook instagram twitter linkedin website everything okay so uh thank you so much uh author sandra l rostrola coming on the show saying yes to me we got a small chat and then you said yes so this was very uh awesome to have you on board i hope you enjoyed being on the show and uh, oh, yeah. what, what, what was your experience
0: oh thank you so much i mean i'm just thinking how quick this was facebook right <laughs> connecting on yeah. facebook uh, yeah, less yeah. than a week ago and i yeah. thank you so much for reaching out that was really nice of you to do perfect timing i mean
1: yeah you know, this but is this, right? Promoting Making my book, sense. so that was
0: absolutely yeah. perfect timing. Absolutely and well, like this was really, really comfortable. I had a really enjoyable time. It had I loved your questions, they were very insightful. And the fact that you even brought up the adventures of Gilbert the goofball, with um, my little animation yeah. that I did such a long time ago, that I was like, oh, yeah. he did his re- No, <laughs> you did your research. You yeah yeah it. yeah it's yeah. amazing thank you
1: thank you thank you so much and i I'm, I'm a big fan of movie animation stories authors i've been working with them still working with them so uh, i am happy that you loved it so to all the listeners make sure go check out the description make sure you go and check out author's book Author sandra l rosterola her social media go follow her on social media check her uh, instagram follow her message her how you like the how you like this interview also go Check out this book that you're seeing on the background. Making friends with monster. It's out now. Go check on Amazon. You can read it on uh, Amazon Kindle. Where where will this be available? Amazon, Kindle, any other platforms?
0: Oh, a lot of platforms. If you go okay. to my if you go to my website, um, mm-hmm. platforms are being added all the all the time. Okay. Like okay. Bookstores something. you can Which are the major major
1: two or three platforms?
0: Pretty much uh, the major two or three: um, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million um the in, i think what's it called indie bookstore or something um uh, even <laughs> in like awesome. australia i've had i've got links for people in germany that want to buy yeah. it in germany but it's still mm-hmm. the english so so, so
1: everything it's can be for uh, cool. uh everything can be what we say can be done from your website i guess like,
0: everything can there's yeah, the yeah, yeah. um ebook hardcover softcover and audiobook is available okay
1: awesome awesome Absolutely. so yeah so one single thing is you can get it on your favorite publication or favorite favorite website but you just got to visit author's website there mm-hmm. are all different uh, like amazon uh, amazon xyz a whole
0: bunch of different links. Uh, all,
1: yeah a yes. whole bunch of things you can find it so make sure you go and check out this and the links are in the description thank you so much author for being on the show again uh, i keep on saying thank, thank you, you very very a lot for
0: having me it was <laughs> it was a Great. pleasure it really was
1: great great thank i you. i i love to have uh, whenever you want me uh when you want to do this interview thing in our, for your upcoming books i'd be happy to do that for you uh so oh, just message great. me and okay, i'll be thank uh, you it's a uh, deal ready to- yeah i'll be coming up <laughs> with some con some questions, something and we can do it about an hour kind of thing so yeah uh thank you for listening make sure you go check out the description check out your favorite stories i'm linking all the stories in the description you can download them listen as per your convenience uh, i'm ajay Tambe. you will listen to your use.in podcast make sure you go and listen check the
0: story now i'm signing off